0: what a beautiful day it is today welcome everyone for joining us today thank you thank you so much for bringing your presence here i'm jill engels licensed practitioner with the center for spiritual living white rock we're an inclusive learning center of practical spirituality based in metro vancouver lower mainland british columbia canada We create sacred opportunities for personal empowerment and collective transformation through wholehearted experience of universal truth and spirit. Wherever you are on your path, whether you are soaring or struggling, and we've all been there, there's a place for you here. As we begin our gathering today, I respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional ancestral and unceded territory of the Coast Salish First Nations, including Kwatlen, Katsi, Stolo, Semiamu, and Wasenut. We thank the First Nations who continue to live on these lands and care for them, along with the waters and all that is above and below. Let us anchor our time together in prayer now. Just settle in for a moment and breathe this beautiful breath of life that is. And I recognize that there is one life, one creative life that created all, that is all. It is the very essence that is in each one that is here today. It is love. It is harmony. It is beauty. It is connection. It is what this community is all about. We are part of a whole. Every part of us is connected to this beautiful whole life that is all. So I welcome this day and I welcome this this opportunity to share and to be together, connecting with one another as one sharing, learning, being part of something that is much greater than ourselves. What a beautiful experience this is. What a magnificent time it is to be together in this time. So I welcome this and I welcome this new opportunity to invite Reverend Dan, who is sharing his time with us today. What an amazing time this will be that this is not will be it is and it is right now. So I celebrate, I celebrate this with an open heart and joy in my heart, and accept all of this good, all of this love, and I accept it right here right now and say yes, yes to all of it. Yes, for all of us. And I let this go. And so it is. Ah, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. He is our beautiful musician today. And what a joy it is to have him join us. Nathan considers music and community the two most important aspects of his journey. A performing songwriter and inspirational speaker, he is committed in living a life of loving service. How beautiful. Every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, you can join Nathan. Live on Facebook, Facebook, Facebook for his morning musings. Learning more at nathanaswell.com. Please join me in welcoming Nathan.
1: Thank you so much, Jill. Good morning, everybody. I'd like to start off this morning with one of those chants uh, that I've created for morning musings, and it's very much in keeping with Reverend Dan's talk this morning. This one is called I take action this day. Three very simple parts. I hope that you join in as you get comfortable with any one of the melodies. They all work together. I say. I take action this day.
0: Thank you, Nathan. It is my pleasure to introduce our guest speaker today, Reverend Dan Granda. Reverend Dan is dedicated to a graceful uncovering of the human soul, imagining a world where it is common and lovingly accepted to bear your soul openly for others to see. How beautiful. Devoted to studying the evolution of human collection awareness, collective awareness, Reverend Dan can regularly be heard speaking to this shift happening in our world, inviting individuals to embrace the responsibility we have to each other and the community around themselves. Reverend Dan is co-founder and co-director of the Soul Evolution Collaborative, an outreach of the Orlando Center for Spiritual Living dedicated to fostering both personal and transformation and communal evolution through through an innovative bricks and clicks model. Over the last 10 plus years, Reverend Dan has been active in serving the Centers for Spiritual Living on both the local and organizational levels. Reverend Dan is a graduate of the Holmes Institute and School for Spiritual Leadership and a licensed minister with the Centers for Spiritual Living. Please join me in welcoming Reverend Dan Granda. Uh,
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a pleasure it is to be here. I love being able to speak from here anywhere around the world. So I'm happy to be with you today, this morning. Uh, And I have a question how would you like to have the next month off from everything? I don't mean just work or from tasks or whatever, but to have the entire month off, no responsibilities, no work, no bills, no family issues, nothing, nothing to attend to, nothing to take your attention away from you being you. And I'd like to note that whatever that first thing that came to your mind was that said, yeah, but, and then fill in the blank, none of that either, just an entire month of hmm, rest, relaxation, rejuvenation. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> and uh, what I realized in this month of August, the uh, the global theme for the organization, Centers for Spiritual Living, has been a pause for guidance. And so each year, the the organization has put out a a book a journal with themes that centers can choose to follow and uh, some pick and choose weeks and some follow all of them some don't do any of it but it's it's really fun to know that there is this theme that exists. And for the month of August, it has been this pause for setting all of those decisions aside setting aside those things that kind of run us and move us so often, and it has been. A lot of fun for me personally to kind of go through this and get to speak about it in a couple of different places and keep having that reminder. I keep getting that reminder that so much of the time we are just engrossed in that the cycle of day to day and all of the decisions and it really has made me hyper sensitive to to the work, to the bills, to the responsibilities, to those things that that focusing on this idea of a pause for guidance, but then also having to pay attention to all of those things still coming up. It's kind of like, oh wow, it'd be really nice to actually have that month, <laughs> an entire month to just, hmm, can we do nothing? We just pause. That would be that would be fantastic. The really cool thing is that our brain doesn't need us to have that to actually happen in order to have that actually happen. So we can go into uh, a meditative process. We can go into small, minute times of pausing and our brain doesn't know the difference whether it's been five minutes or an hour. It doesn't know the difference whether the bill's, continue or the work continues or that thing in the family that keeps coming up continues or whatever it is, whatever that yeah, but (laughs) whatever that thing is, essentially comes down to it being a choice for us to continuously bring that up in our mind again and again. So to choose to not bring that up. Our brain doesn't know the difference, whether we are actually choosing to take a month off, whether we can actually do that and put life on pause, or whether we're engaging in this momentary creation of that experience in our mind. So we're actually going to do this. So if you are comfortable, uh, if you're in a place where you feel comfortable to do so, if you would like to close your eyes and just follow me for a minute on this journey. Imagine That it is actually possible in this moment to have the next month off.
3: Just imagine that being a possibility. And for some of us, that might bring up a
2: feeling of relaxation, uh, a relief. For some of us, that might bring up many thoughts of anxiety or thoughts of things that need to get done first so that we can do that, or all of the things that might need to happen during the month while we are doing that. Well, let's just imagine for this moment that there is a magic button that we can press to put the entire world on pause
3: for us. To pause all responsibility to pause
2: anything that can take our attention away from just being in this moment. Imagine
3: what it would be like to have none of those distractions. And we might think that this would be an incredibly uplifting
2: and lighthearted experience. And it can be, and it will.
3: However, I recognize that there is something within us that has a resistance at times to this idea. That there is a story, an egoic story within us that
2: does not want, to move away from those distractions, that there is convenience in those distractions. So let us imagine that even those stories, even those thoughts, get put on pause for this month.
3: So imagine that there is simply a complete freedom to just be. And so as we move through this month, there is
2: a process of shedding, shedding off the thinking about the responsibilities. The responsibilities are paused and our thinking continues. And so we begin to shed the thinking of the responsibilities. The distractions are on pause and yet we continue to
3: be distracted by our thinking, and so we put our thinking about these distractions on pause. And as we continue moving through this month, we realize what is there to do
2: if there is not these distractions, and so there becomes this void
3: that is at first uncomfortable. And perhaps there is resistance.
2: And so even this sense of being uncomfortable and even this sense of resistance
3: gets put on pause. And so we continue moving through this month. And what is there? What is left without distraction, without,
2: story, without our interpretation of the world, what is left. And we
3: find this sense of awe for our essence, that
2: thing that resides within within us, that thing that we are born with, that there is this thing about us that connects us to that which is so much greater than we are and yet is what we are.
3: And so, if this is all that's left, we find ourselves realizing that perhaps we've actually had this all backwards, not that this is all that's left,
2: but really that this is all that there is. That if the rest was just our way of perceiving life, and yet if we remove those thoughts, if we remove that perception, what is
3: left is our essence, is this, connection to that which is greater than us. And we continue to move through this month of pause and realize that there is
2: a question from the universe that is calling us to continue moving forward. We have not shed and lost anything. We have shed to make way and making way for greater expression in a way that is unique and individualized to each one of us. We realize that there is a question of our soul, that thing that contains our essence, that place within us that always knows, is asking us to embrace and step into this next way of being. What is it that moves us forward? What is it that through this rest and rejuvenation allows us to come out of this, to step out of this month of rest in a new way? What is it that invites us to create in a new sense? And so we recognize that as we begin stepping forward out of this month, there is a call
3: to do something new and embody that new way of being,
2: to step into a greater expression, a greater
3: understanding of the essence that we are. And so there is no correct answer. There is no
2: answer that I can give you. There is only the answer that you know by listening to this voice. And so, We simply emerge out of this month of pause. Maybe with an answer, maybe not yet with an answer, but recognizing that there is old ways that will drag our attention, try to drag our attention back to the old ways because the old ways really like themselves. And so our new way we recognize because we are refreshed, because we are rejuvenated, we are able to step out of this rest out of this pause without letting those old ways impact our new decisions, our new way of being. And so I simply invite you to spend some time with this question at some point, or perhaps with the answer that you may already know. Spend some time with this at some point. And so we step out of this month of pause. We come back into this moment. Feel free to open your eyes if they were closed. We come back into this moment right here of rising. We rise and re-emerge. That is what is asked of us at the end of this month of August in our global themes. We rise and re-emerge asking what is being called through us in this time of rejuvenation and restoration. What is being asked of us, and how do we make new decisions in the place of this change? And I guess that's really the key word is change, that there is this thing in us that is inherently and pretty consistently asking us to change. And so we wonder perhaps why this matters. Why is it important that we recognize there is something calling us to move forward and moving forward means changing and why change is important. And so I looked at the Declaration of Principles as I somehow often find myself doing and and the two words that stuck out to me the most uh, were oneness and wholeness. And I'm going to read a couple of the lines from the Declaration of Principles. This is actually from an article that Ernest Holmes wrote in Science of Mind magazine years ago. And he said, what I believe We have changed it to what we believe. We believe in the individualization of the spirit in us, that all people are individualizations of this one spirit. God exists and it exists through us. And so we exist each as an individualization, as an individual of this spirit. So we are each of that. We believe in the direct revelation of truth through our intuitive and spiritual nature. And that anyone may become a revealer of truth who lives in close contact with the indwelling God. Truth becomes known. It's not true because we said it. It's true because it exists as truth. And we begin to recognize that. And so anyone, what I would say, anyone paying attention through this intuitive uh, intuitive process begins to recognize this truth in their life, paying attention long enough and close enough. We believe in the ultimate goal of life to be a complete freedom from all discord of every nature, and that this goal is sure to be attained by all. So not only are we the same thing as God, and not only do we recognize the true nature of the universe through this intuitive process, but we also recognize that through this process, we begin to become free. We begin, begin to shed discourse of every nature from our life. And we believe that heaven is within us and that we experience it to the degree that we become conscious of it. And so this process works through us only to the degree that we are willing to pursue this process working through us. And so what I have recognized again and again and again over the last, uh, I, well, I was going to say year, uh, I guess 18 months or perhaps much longer. <laughs> um what I've realized is that the world is yearning for change. And so there is this collective consciousness that exists and it is our default mode. When we don't intentionally make a choice, collective consciousness makes that choice for us and thoughts get filtered through this collective consciousness that we also know as law and it creates our reality. And so in this process, knowing that we are God, knowing that we have this intuitive process, this intuitive nature, knowing that we, through this process, find freedom and knowing that we find that freedom only to the degree that we become conscious of it. We as a collective have only found this process to work to the extent that we as individuals put together as a collective have been willing to allow this to actually change. I know that sounds a little convoluted. So we as individuals come together as a collective. And the world then only changes to the degree that we as a collective have been willing to change the collective consciousness. And so much of science of mind seems to point us inward towards ourself when in reality, science of mind is actually, if you keep following that same thread that Ernest Holmes followed to to Synthesize science of mind, we find that there is really this call to move, to continue moving, to continue evolving so that life shows up differently. Ernest Holmes says evolution is a principle which, through invisible, finds manifestation in every form of life. It is the logical and necessary outcome of universal intelligence or spirit. But evolution is an effect of intelligence and not its cause. It follows involution. Involution is the idea, while evolution is the unfoldment of the idea. Involution precedes evolution with mechanical precision propelled by an immutable law, the law of cause and effect. So evolution happens through involution. This is not a new idea. Change happens from within. What I believe apparently is new is the idea of taking what i'm going to call radical responsibility for how my act of involution impacts the evolution that i see around me and so what we realize if we if we become honest if we continue to have shed those stories that we talked about in this month-long hiatus wasn't that a fun time, that month we just had together, by the way. <laughs> it was really nice to not have any responsibilities for that month, it, to really just be there. But what, what I feel like, any if anyone were to have that time, knowing that we just did have that time, what we naturally find, what anyone would naturally find, having shed the story in which we have come to believe the world works, having shed that story, having shed all of that thought process, that thought system about it. What we realize naturally, I believe, is at this point, we are being asked by the universe to move from me-based thinking to we-based thinking. And I think this shows up in a lot of ways. No longer are we, are we called to say things like, how do I make my life better? but the call is how do we make our lives better? How do we make this life better, collective? Not how do I make more money, which is often a topic in science of mind, but the question is how do we create a way of life where one's dignity or humanity is not dependent on their income? Not a conversation of competition, but a mentality and a consciousness of community and connection un, uh, uplifting everyone, where we uh, uplift every single one of us through having this shift of mentality. So the call to action this week, through integrating these ideas, through this idea of what has become known as self-care, taking a month for oneself, whether it is just in mind or even in reality. Integration, self-care and evolution, putting these ideas together we then get to answer this question, how do I make new decisions from this place of change? So having had this experience together, having had the experience of shedding, even if it was just for that moment, shedding that entire story that we've all carried around with us, how do I make new decisions from this place of change? And inherent in that question, I believe, is how do we make decisions collectively from this place of change? How do I take part in making we-based decisions from this place of change, from this place of evolution, recognizing that involution, this inward process, shows up as evolution so that inherently we each have a responsibility to the evolution of the collective consciousness, not that any one of us is entirely responsible for any one thing, but that we all collectively are responsible for everything. So the emphasis here is on the new decision, and I think new from several standpoints. New from the standpoint of shedding the story we have created, new from the standpoint of moving beyond perceived limitations, new from the standpoint of breaking old habits and patterns, In addition, it is from a standpoint of uh, new ways of expressing life, literally creating in ways that we have never created before, new ways of viewing relationships, breaking molds, forgetting about boxes and labels. How do we view relationships together one-on-one, in groups, in community? And I think maybe most importantly, expecting new results, expecting the new to show up differently, to have new results and new experiences and then expecting new responses, expecting that the world show up differently, needing to respond differently to those things, and perhaps lastly, committing to this new way of being, not to just say these things, not to just write it in a journal, but actually acting on new thought, (laughs) on new thought, acting in a way that brings about these expectations. We we can't act the old way and expect new, but acting, thinking, changing our thought process to this new way of being. So this month, as we rise and re-emerge from our time off, from our moments of rejuvenation and restoration, we realize that there is something new being asked of us as we come out of this time. And so we look to answer the question, how do I make new decisions from this place of change? And we find that we are creating a new way of life, a new way of life that shows up for us, through us, collective, the collective us, not just the individual. We're moving from me to we. We are moving beyond previous limitations, and we are then expecting life to show up in greater ways for the collective and then at that point and i think only at that point do we begin creating
3: a world that works for everyone and so it is
0: thank you
2: yes Mm. so i know that there is only one there is one invisible power and presence behind the existence of all of creation that is greater than anything any one of us can possibly recognize or realize. And I know that it is everything that we are, that we are not actually separate from what it is. It operates through us and as us. And we show up here as the individualization of it. We show up here as the local version of that thing in form recognizing form as life and so we are on this journey of choice and change and evolution and recognition of the divine through every single moment and I recognize every choice. Being intentionally made for every single person hearing this word every single person not hearing this word and in every place where this needs to be known, it is now known that choice is intentional. We are moving forward intentionally. We are progressing through this creative life in new ways, driven by this idea of involution and evolution in order to know life, to know each other, to exist in this deeper way of being with this greater connection, this deepening of love and light through each one of us. And so I am eternally grateful for This ability to be here, to process life as me, as each one of us, to know that we are all here processing life collectively through each one of us and creating in ways that are unique and individual to each one of us and yet never separate from any one of us. I am grateful for the fact that we are never separate from any one of the places that God shows up. Grateful to know that we are at choice, grateful to know that principle is not bound by precedent, and we are able to show up new and different in every moment. Whenever there is an intention set, we are able to show up in this way. And so I'm grateful for the way that this message is received far and wide in every direction that it is not only heard here, but that it is heard everywhere in the mind of God. And I simply release this and let it go to law through law, knowing that law does what law does, knowing that we are actually changing the collective consciousness, the process of creation. So I release this, I let it go, and so it is.
0: And so it is. This is the time for our offertory. We create sacred opportunities for personal empowerment through wholehearted experiences of truth and spirit. If you are inspired by today's music, which was fabulous, and the message, which was powerful, as well as our weekly and monthly programs, we gratefully receive your gift, tithe, and offering. There are three ways to donate. Visit our website, mail us a check, or send us an e-transfer. So please join me in seeing this beautiful prosperity affirmation together. Divine love within blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. And so it is.